Previously on Dice Paper Roll. The shadow vanished almost without trace and proceeded to lead our heroes on a merry little chase. Perched on the bard's shoulders, Snatch with Arikis led the way, urging her on with great fervour and making her neigh. After them, urged Thando, don't give them a head start, and leapt with Brakai and Elan into a conveniently placed cart. But it turns out that a simple leap into a cart is no joke. Brakai set things afire, including Elan's cloak. First to go naked, Elan ran through the streets. His friends kept pace easily with the would-be athlete. They followed the shadow, Helm's temple its goal, and discovered inside a hidden hidey-hole. Onward they went, through sewers they did go, stumbling on a long-forgotten room down below. The huge walls were lined with the prophecy of old. When the next notes of Ariki's song began to unfold, something tugged at the bard, deep down in her soul, and she started playing notes beyond her control. Before two giant statues, white marble and black onyx, when whispers surrounded them in stereophonics. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. We would like to thank our Patreon subscribers, our patrons, for making this whole thing possible. Without you, we cannot put this show on the air, the online air, the, the e-air. The places. I-air, brought to you by Apple. Uh, we can't do it <laughs> without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your yeah. support. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We love you. We do. Mm. If you want to find a way of contributing to the show, but you don't you know, want to give us your cold hard cash. I mean, there are other options. Yeah, for sure, man. And folks, if you do want to help us out in other ways, um, it, you can actually just share us on social media by using the hashtag Dice Paper Roll and you can share the show with your networks like that. And um, if you do, we're going to gather the names of everybody that's done that and we'll put them into a pool to choose NPC names from. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like dickhead lottery. You reach in the reach in the jar and pull out a name. And <laughs> yeah, and and just for those of you overseas, um, dickhead's a friendly term yeah, no, here in Australia. Definitely a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> like cunt. It's it's, <laughs> it's just us stand off. All the time. All the time. <laughs> well, we are in the pod cave, and this is episode number forty-two. My name is Emil, and I play Brackeye, the Goliath Barbarian. My name's Greg. I'm playing Alan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asamar, Sorcerer of Helm. Angelica's Furk. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I'm Jack. And I, uh, who am I? Jack Crosby. Yeah, you're right the first time. Ja- <laughs> Both Jack- of those are technically right. <laughs> Jack Kirby Crosby. Jack you. Kirby Crosby. Um, and I'm playing Ariki's song, A Tiefling Bard. Uh, hello, I'm Ben, and I play Snatch, who is a halfling rogue. 
And I'm Dan. I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. And I'm also the dungeon master who plays everyone else. So, I guess we'll just jump straight on in. Oh, yeah. Alright, so... The raven circles high over the city of Greymead. Imps and spiked devils continue to dive bomb at the the glimmering shield as smoky shadows pass from rooftop to rooftop towards the large decaying corpse of the T-Rex, still rotting in the streets. <laughs> There'd be good eating on that. <laughs> The raven swoops down towards the walls of Greymead as the stoic figure of Lady Varicel rallies her troops around her and the rain turns to snow. The raven flies out over the walls and passes through the shield. The oily black feathers glide on the air as the raven comes to perch on the shoulders of Bruval. A portal opens beside him and a small imp comes walking out of the portal. In the centre of his chest is a hole and the bindings of his vest link into this hole in his chest. So he's like a donut. <laughs> yeah, there's... there's uh, so <laughs> we're inside a donut and this guy is a donut. Precisely. Okay. Uh, like a reverse Taurus. Yeah. yeah. An inverse Taurus. An inverse Taurus. <laughs> no, this, this one's just a Taurus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reverse Taurus yeah. is a sexual position. <laughs> <laughs> what's, so, the, what's the sign is brutal? So the, the imp has a hole in its chest and attached to its heart is the, the bindings Taurus, of... Taurus, of course, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I, just, slow I, 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 I was really slow on that one as well. I didn't get it until after you just said that. And oh. then I'm like, oh, I'm glad oh there it is. There. I'm glad you guys were just slow because I was like, oh, there's another shit joke. No, yeah. no, that was a good one. Yeah, a good one. Good one. It. It's always a first. <laughs> Anyways, Ooh, so there's a hole in this imp's chest, and so the kind of leather vest that it's wearing, the the straps on the front of it link in and are stitched to its own heart. And so this imp walks up to the figure of Bruval and then turns its back to him. As he sees it, he grabs a dagger and cuts the leather from its back. And the the pieces of cloth fall away, revealing deep cuts and scars in the back of this imp that formed the words in abyssal, a message to Bruval. It's a really inefficient postal I was going to ask. It's 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 actually a text. Well, you should possibly (laughs) read Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. uh, I'm more inclined to read Mordenkainen's Foamy Toes. Um, well, you can suck on those phone <laughs> yeah, What the hell? Read or lick. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the message that's engraved into the back of this imp, uh, Bruval reads the message and then slits the imp's throat and it burns away and turns to ash and is sucked back down to the, the nine hells. I guess if you carved it in his skin, you can't really reuse it. Can no. You? Yeah. It's like a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just you, you're just gonna get an imp next time. Uh, uh, get another imp. I'll send it back. And I made a spelling mistake. <laughs> yeah. Get a fresh view, fresh imp, please. <laughs> this one's. Do they have a spell checker? Right? So anyway, <laughs> Bruval reads the message and then turns to the rest of uh, his forces around him and to the catapults. Renew the assault. The time is nigh. And the catapults launch at the walls, all in quick succession, all aiming at the same point, and the walls start to crumble. As you are all plunged into darkness, it is impenetrable dark, emptiness, devoid of light. You cannot see your own limbs. It feels kind of um, disjointing in terms of like you you can't see your body. So you just kind of feel like you're floating in this vast emptiness. You have an idea of your body in space, but you can't actually see it or visualize it. Um, Alan and Ariki's not even your dark vision can see through this emptiness. A voice from the shadows says, We have been waiting for you. Like lambs to the slaughter, we have led you to your ultimate demise. Bring the tiefling to me. The others can meet their feeble gods. Uh, I'm actually an atheist. <laughs> what well, can we can uh, can I roll something to see if I can tell where those voices are, or is it actually in our minds that we hear it? Uh, or is it just echoing around the chamber. How yeah, tell, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you can roll a perception check. Yeah. Brackey attempts to reach for where he thought Ariki's was in the dark to try and grab her. Uh, so Snatch, what did you roll for your perception check? I got 25 on my perception. Nice. And Bracco, what did you... A six uh, for an investigation check. F- to find Ariki's? Yeah, to find Ariki's in the dark. Uh, great. Okay, so um, Snatch, you can kind of get an idea that the, the sound is coming from forward and to the right of you, or kind of on the angle. It is a bit hard to sort of tell because the the voices are kind of echoing off the hard stone walls so the the sounds are kind of reverberating all around you but you kind of get the feeling that it's generated from that position as uh brackeye you start reaching out in the dark and you can't find anyone close by i mean i might technically be an agnostic brackeye says to himself i'm not really sure if i believe in something uh, I'm going to grab out my dagger and just hold it sort of wildly facing roughly in the direction that I thought I heard the voices from in case anything comes at me. Awesome. So, uh, uh, yes, Ariki's. Um, though no one can see it, Ariki's plays a, a chord and it sounds rather foggy as fog emits out of the holes of the lute mm-hmm. as I cast Fog Cloud. Okay. Like a like a, an inky octopus in the sea. Alright, so what does it do? What's the range of it? What how far does it spread? Is there any kind of saves or anything that's involved or it pretty sure it obscures vision. 
moist. <laughs> it makes us slightly moist. Yeah. Um, you create Did a twenty-a twenty-foot yeah. radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. Why am I wet? <laughs> Thank you. It smells like the ocean. There's condensation <laughs> on my face. Yeah. And it's look. It, all you need to know is it's a twenty feet. Uh, 20 foot radius, so like 6 metres 20 feet? Radius Awesome Yeah And I said it centred on me, so Yep On me And I guess it obscures vision uh, Great, yeah You start strumming the chords of your lute And the, the chords still resounding in your heart and in your mind from the the previous chords that you had just been playing after being inspired by the relief sculptures Mm. those notes are still resounding in your head and you start to play different chords and you can feel it sort of like like when you're in close proximity to a smoke machine Mm. as your uh, hands are, are right there playing on the, the chords that from little holes in your lute, uh, smoke, fog starts to spray out and, and uh, spread from where you are. You can't see it. You're only getting the sensation that I think it's working, um, but you cannot see it. You yeah. have no idea if it's actually worked or not. That'd look, that'd look dope if you could see it. Bro. Yeah, though. Yeah. Right? So good. Really awesome. (laughs) I am definitely feeling that mist. I am butt naked. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) All right, quickly, uh, Alam. Can I? uh, I will cast light on myself. So uh, I'll try and shed some light on the situation. You grab the amulet around your, your neck and you hold it in your hand and you start channeling your energy into creating light and that spell you feel it well up in yourself and then nothing so no light is emitted the spell fails my spell i it maybe it's because people can't see my beautiful face so my while while while, while you have uh, been hearing the words and trying to get your bearing and still unable to see anything you do feel sharp pain as all so, of us. yes, all of you. Uh, so, Brackeye, you feel a sharp pain in your shoulder. Uh, ah, my arm knee. There we go. Uh, and in your hip. Ah, my leg shoulder. <laughs> uh, so you feel two sharp pangs of, of pain. Uh Alan, you feel one quite concerningly close to your own junk. No! Uh, Just so you know, foes don't get advantage on me as a result of being unseen because I have the alert feet. Good to know. There are some alert feet. Yeah. A 19 will still hit though, yeah? Uh, Yes, it will. Uh, So, Arikis, you feel two sharp pains um, in your chest as well as Snatch, you feel one dig into your arm. Uh, Ow! Brackeye, you take... 10 points of damage. Uh, you are not raging yet, so it is not halved. Alan, you take 6 points of piercing damage. Uh, Ariki's in your chest. You feel the two sharp pains, and you take 8 points of piercing damage. And Snatch, you also take 5 points of piercing damage. 
you start to feel blood ooze from these wounds. Uh, roll for initiative. Oh, damn. Ouchies. 20. Nice. What the heck, man? You just keep getting... Give me some of those 20s. These are mine. Jesus. 29. Fuck me. This initiative tracker only goes up to 30. Because <laughs> it shouldn't be... Anyways... Anyways, uh, Brackeye, what'd you get? Five. Five. Solid Brackeye, way down the bottom. Yeah. 16. 16, nice. And Ariki's. Toitin. Toitin. As in 13. That's yeah. 13. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so the voices in the shadows speak once more. You will never be alive. And this time, the sound, it, it doesn't feel like it's just coming from one point. The the original point that you heard that voice come from, Snatch, it no longer came from there. It came from behind you. Oh, shit. They're everywhere. They're everywhere around us. Awesome. Snatch, it is your turn. Oh, I can't see anything. No, um, you can't. Uh, Thandor, Thandor, Aelan, can someone cast light? And oh, I... shit, Thandor needs to roll. I, I already tried to cast light. It didn't work. Oh, bollocks. Uh, snatch slashes wildly in the dark with his dagger. just sort of stabs out in front of him and behind him. Uh, Great, roll to attack. Advantage, disadvantage. Disadvantage, you can't see. Purple's disadvantage. Uh, that'd be 17 to hit with disadvantage. Uh, Ricky's, what's your armor class? Uh, 14. <laughs> 14. Could you please roll damage on... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. D4. Oh, I rolled a 1. Plus 5. 6 points of damage. Oh. Oh, shit. Sorry. So, what? Uh, is that you, Snatch? Um, nope. 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 Wasn't me. Then who did that? Uh, I don't know. And why'd you apologise? Uh, because I passed wind. Uh, I was wondering what that cold thing was. In the <laughs> no, I cast the sea. I cast fog. <laughs> so did snatch. Uh, so you uh, hear the ting of metal on stone all around your feet as impacts are heard into the stone and the bits of stone chip away. Um, and unfortunately. It's really dark. Uh, it was at disadvantage, so all the hits were misses. But, yeah. So you just you just heard Wait, uh, the sound of something whizzing by your ear, uh, and then hitting and impacting the ground at your feet. Oh. Uh, Alan, it is your turn. But that was each of us. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you're, you're all really closely clustered uh, together. So okay. you're if you could see the cloud, you're. At, like you're in within 15 feet of one another. Oh, okay. You know, you're in a, a close clump of. So we can one feel another. each other's warmth. Yes, and daggers. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Extra warmth with a dagger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dagger was cold. The blood was warm, though. The blood was warm. Alan, it is your turn. I am going to clutch my bleeding groin with two hands and uh, yelp out a cure wounds on myself. Selfish. Yep. Awesome. Or eight. Uh, nice. Plus five, so 13. 
Uh, so what does that bring you up to? 28. I can't see anything. I'm useless. Uh, great. So you still have a bonus action or movement. Um, yeah, I like. still do have some movement. I'll grab whoever I can feel within arm's reach if, if uh, any of the party are close enough and say, I'm moving forward. Come, let's get out of this darkness. Uh, great. So you grab onto people, but in the sort of confusion, no one really sort of knows what's happening. You you reach out, but you can't actually uh, grab onto anyone. You Your hands brush across someone and then you rush out. And after the first 10 feet of movement, you then find yourself in the fog cloud. Okay. Awesome. Because you have dark vision, your vision starts to, to clear up and you can begin to see, but now you're in the fog cloud, so you still can't really see, but now it's not just that absolute pitch darkness. Is the light that I cast on myself, or tried to cast on myself, it's still out? It's still out, okay. And the stone that I had, that's gone out as well? That's out as well. Alright, yep. It's it's only foggy out here, you can actually see, move forward! So you can still, you've still got another 20 feet of movement, don't you? You've got yep. 30 feet, so if you wanted to, you could still move out of uh, yeah, I'll move it another 20 feet forward. Great, yeah, so you so move your full move, movement, yeah, movement to, speed? To forwards. Once I've started moving, though, I want to hold my hands out in front of me yeah. so I, I don't crash into anything. Great. You, and you also go, I'm naked. You go, sprinting, <laughs> you go sprinting out and your vision starts to clear. You can see the fog and you alert everyone else and you keep on uh, rushing forward. And as your hands break through the fog cloud, little trails of mist uh, in between your fingers as you push through, you are running directly towards one of the pillars but you manage to stop yourself in time. Now, with your dark vision, you can kind of see within the room. Everything is in pale grey and blacks. Uh, You can't see in colour. It's kind of like that grey night vision kind of um, dark vision. Uh, And you can kind of see around you the room. Uh, So now (laughs) it is Ariki's turn. So I, I presumably could still hear. Uh, yes, you, you heard Alan yell out and say, It's only foggy out here! Uh, quickly, run! I run. I run. And can I attempt to grab where the blade caught me? So, like, try to carry along whoever cut me? Grab a which was snatch, okay, yeah. Which was Snatch. Ah, uh, okay. So I've, I know that. That blade, that blade. Yep, I'm yeah. with you now. Yeah, sure. Why not? Alright, I'd try to grab... Uh, do a strength check for me. Yeah. For shizzle. Ten. So that's a nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Snatch, could you please roll a strength check as well? I think anything grabbing at me, I would be resisting for sure. I rolled a two though. <laughs> <laughs> but you're super lightweight because you're a hobbit. So uh, yeah. Ariki's... Halfling. Uh, halfling, yes, that's what I said. Sorry, Tolkien. Um, you grab onto the blade, um, oh! <laughs> still no! sticking in your back, and onto the arm of the perpetrator, and rush forward out of <laughs> yeah. the the darkness and, I... and into the fog, and yeah. then out of the out of the fog. And I swing around the person in front of me and run into the wall and I and press, press them up against the wall. And I'm like, ah, ah, guys, one of them's Ooh. got me! One of them's got <sighs> me! It's gonna kill me! And then I headbutt 
in instinctually. I'm <laughs> coming, snatch! My armor um, class is 17, Arikis. Yeah. We're going to take each other out. I know. <laughs> we fight whatever this Who is. Who needs assassins? Yeah. Uh, 14 plus headbutt. What's your strength? Minus one. Oh, minus one, so 13. You spin the creature around and you keep your movement going. And as you get out of the fog cloud, you get the same kind of vision as what Alan has. You have dark vision, so you can kind of see in these blacks and whites as well. But you're still in a panic yep. and have this creature in your grasp and you rush him into the pillar. Thinking that they're a normal-sized being, you go to headbutt it, but his head's, like, at about your, like, <laughs> breast height. Yeah. Um, and so you just headbutt straight into the uh, into the pillar. <laughs> Do I need to roll for damage for that? Oh, fuck. That's three points of... <laughs> three <laughs> points of, of headbutting damage. damage. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Thandor, after hearing your words, rushes out after you... He cannot see anything. He is a human. He doesn't have the benefits of dark vision. Although he rolls a 19 on his um, dexterity check. So is able to keep his feet. And once he has moved uh, his, his full movement, he grasps his glaive in hand and casts light on it. The room fills with bright light casting long, dark shadows from the different pillars against the walls and also up above you. So where he is positioned, he's somewhat in the centre of the room and where the light is, the shadows kind of fork out on either side of him. So Snatch, Arikis and Alan, you can all see now. Uh, Brackeye, you're still in darkness as well as Casper. Can we see... If we looked in at where Brackeye is, would we not be able to see in there as well? Or You can see the fog cloud yeah. emitting out from this sphere of darkness. It's uh. just... You can still see this orb in the centre of the room that is just impenetrable. Okay. Black. Okay. It is just completely devoid of light, and any of the light that seems to come by, it's like, like a black hole. It sucks in the light, and it is just a void. Cool, cool, cool. Ragai, it is your turn. Ragai heard Snatch yelling out for help, and so I'm coming. Snatch draws his sword and charges oh, in the no. direction of where Snatch's voice was. Not, he doesn't go like tip of sword first, but it's like drawn above his head. Alright, so, perception check. Just as well I got that six there, because it's an eight on the die, so fourteen. So, as you come rushing out, before you bring your sword down, there is enough of a space, and now with the the bright light around you, your, your eyes kind of have to adjust really quickly, um, and you're a little bit blinded in that moment. Um, but your eyes come to, and you can see Snatch ducking underneath Ariki's as her face impacts the, the pillar. Uh, as well with your perception check, you can actually see in between two of the pillars kind of behind you and on the left-hand side, a creature in a dark robe. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Broke a voice to the figure and, like, holds the sword out. That's your action, then? Yep. yep that's your turn. Awesome. Uh, snatch, it's you. 
Okay, uh, as the lights go on and I've just ducked this thing that I thought was attacking me, it's like, ah, Ricky, Ricky, it's me, it's me. And I, I weasel, oh. try to weasel my way out of her grasp with dagger still in hand. Mm-hmm. And I look around to try and see what Brackeye was talking about. Perception check. I let go. 13. Perception. You follow Brackeye's pointed hand and you can see that same dark figure. Okay. Um, do I have any action left? Can I yep. throw okay. one of my other daggers at it? Roll to attack. Awesome. 11 to hit plus 7 is 18. Great. You see the dark robed figure and its face lifts up and you can see that same devilish face frozen in a snarl and you quickly pull one of the daggers from your belt and you throw it end over end directly at it and it digs straight into its chest. Roll damage. Excellent. So that is... (laughs) Four and a d4 plus four. Eight. Eight points of damage. Great. What the fuck are you? What in the nine hells are you? Okay, so it's Peter Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Uh, Thandor standing in the the centre of the room with his light-emitting glaive spins around wildly and from the shadows another sphere of darkness forms around him. His light spell blinks out. Uh, Snatch and Brackeye, your vision goes completely dark once more. You can see for one second, it's gone now. Ariki's in Alan. You're outside the sphere, and so you still have your dark vision. Okay. It is Alan's turn. Alan steps back from the spheres of darkness in front of him and uh, yells out, Towards me! Run towards my voice! I can still see over here! And then I pull my dagger from my belt and cast light on it and then throw it across uh, the room towards one of the shadowy figures. So uh, The same one that Brackeye had that pointed Brackeye out. Had, and that Snatch threw his dagger at. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, you cast light onto the dagger and you uh, heft it in your hand and you throw this now beaming source of light and it flies through the air illuminating and the shadows like move by with the passing of the dagger and it uh yeah I'm not gonna s- you're not really rolling to attack anything so you nine nine <laughs> it definitely it has the same the effect <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you throw the, the dagger in the general direction and the shadows uh, slowly move along with it uh, in Roll a perception check at the same time. Uh, it skids to the ground. Seven. It skids to the ground, but the room is then illuminated back, and in the centre of the room, you can see a little girl dressed all in white. Just eight. Who sees that, sorry? Just eight. Uh, well, do I, everyone roll a perception check. Do I recognise the little girl? You do. <gasps> you notice that it's Amelia. Ellen B. Amelia. Amelia. <laughs> 21. 25. 25. Arigis? <clears throat> 17. Yeah, you can all see in the centre of this room, right near the black sphere where Thandor is currently trapped inside. Um, well, not trapped, but is within. You can see the small, young girl, Amelia, frightened and scared, not knowing 
where she is or, or what's happening. Arikis, it is your turn. All right, I run to Amelia. Awesome. You try and uh, scoop her up and, and take her to safety? Yeah. Great. Uh, as you run towards her, you get down low and you bring one arm around uh, around her waist yeah. and your arm passes directly through her. That's not how that usually works. And I go again. But <laughs> <laughs> And so your, your hands start... Uh, trying to grasp onto her and you know it's sort of like um you know like limp hand fighting kind of thing like your hand just keeps on brushing through it and uh you can't get any grasp on her you're not real are you it's a trap uh could you please uh get down ariki Roll. Oh no! That's in slow mo. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. Uh, could you please roll for me a wisdom saving throw? I just rolled a sixteen, but I rolled that before you said it. Do you want me to roll that again? No, that's fine. Sixteen. Sixteen plus. One. Yeah, 16. Uh, well, 17. 17. Yeah. 17, great. Uh, you feel um, your mind uh, start to play tricks on you. And for a moment, you think that, uh, no, she's, she's still there. No, this is a real person. She's here. But you then recognize that someone is trying to play games in your own head. And you're able, with uh, the mental fortitude that you have, to uh, push whatever creature it was that was trying to get into your head out of your mind um the spell has no effect on you yes uh thandor once again plunged into darkness uh starts rushing around trying to find some kind of purchase he actually goes to the ground and starts crawling along on hands and knees because he's really unsure um and it's really dark and i don't really know what's happening and i'm just i'm not good with this kind of stuff guys and it's okay man you can do this you can do this it's fine it's fine you can do this but oh my god i can't see anything uh so he um it continues to just uh crawl around in a circle um going <laughs> going into the the darkness sphere and then he comes out of it but it's still really dark so he can't see what's happening so he just keeps on going around in a circle um like a cat like a cat can't he see the light of Aylan's dagger Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's got his, his eyes, eyes were closed because <laughs> he's still really nervous and scared, and so he couldn't. He didn't actually recognize it. Um, That's great. Awesome, Brackeye. It is your turn. Brackeye looks over to where Amelia is and sees Ariki's rush at Amelia and try and scoop her up, and then is confused as to why she can't. It makes him pretty angry. In fact, that. It brings him right back to the time where he let down Amelia and, and she was taken. And Brackeye can't help himself. He starts to rage deep inside of his gut. It boils up right through his esophagus. He feels it into his shoulders and up his spine. He charges to the end of the cavern. Sorry, I'm going to just take you back a little bit because you feel the rage boiling within you. And as you're looking over at Oriki's and the mirage of 
Amelia, you see a pair of fiery eyes directly behind Ariki's in the shadows. Brackeye sprints into the center of the room and leaps off the little dais that Amelia was on, um, jumping high overhead. He brings down his great sword where the eyes were. <laughs> Snatch just sees coming. Goes, ah! What did I do? Ah, <laughs> uh, great! Roll, roll to attack. That's with all the special attack bits for Brackeye. Just FYI. Oh, that is a sixteen to hit. Um, you bring your greatsword down overhead at the the figure in the shadows. It's bright beaming eyes looking directly at you and you bring it down and it disappears in a puff of smoke and you miss. This makes him angrier! Uh, Do a quick perception check. That is a 13. You can only see the puffs of the lingering smoke that's at your feet. There is no creature in your immediate vicinity, and because of your rage, you're you're just looking around, but you're you're not able to gain focus on on anything close by. You're just kind of looking around wildly. Yeah, uh, in, in your, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, awesome. Casper um, cries out and goes, No! No! The Dark Ones! The Dark Ones are here! Ah! And he cartwheels around um, <laughs> trying to find an exit, uh, screaming and collides directly into the um, figure of Thandor. And he grips onto the cloak of Thandor and starts to try to ride him like a horse. Uh, it is now Snatches Go. Animal handling check or? <laughs> Thandor is a bit of an animal. <laughs> Rolled a one. Oh! <laughs> Vandor one. starts bucking wildly. Who's eyes shutting? He'd be scared. Like yeah, this. he is. He is. Uh, great. Uh, Snatch. It is your go. Can I see any of these creatures that Roll are a threat perception to us? Check. Twenty-one. Uh, you can see directly above you, smoky wisps in the shadows uh, next to the column that you're right beside and a pair of yellowish eyes looking down at you. How far up? It's up in the ceiling. Uh, okay, I throw another dagger at that. I've, I don't know what I can do. Great. R- roll to yeah. attack. Not my magical one. I'm holding on to that. Um, that's 24 to hit. That hits. That's... Six to hit. Six damage. You uh, see the figure up above you and its eyes pierce down towards you and you pick up another one of your non-magical daggers and you just like kind of like how you would with a, a pencil back in high school days, like when you just throw it, like just flick it upwards into the into the ceiling. When you put blue tack on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, no, you just like shove it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to get it into the room. Shooting it up into the shitty phone of a public yeah, school. You, yeah. With, with, just, with just a little flick of your wrist, you just fang this um, dagger directly up. It doesn't go over end. It just goes shoot straight up yeah. and cuts into... Um, its wrist, which had been grasping onto one of the um, edges of the column, and then it falls down to the ground, landing right beside you. It. So, sorry, how many damage? You did six damage. Six. Great. Uh, so. I I hurt these last two things, didn't I? Yep. 
Yes, you with did. With non-magical daggers? Yes, you did. Snatch has read a lot about shit in the lead-up to all this siege. With the folio. Can I roll an intelligence check at all about roll, yeah, fiendish for, stuff? Yeah. Just so we can discern yeah, because, what... Because you have read uh, the folio extensively... You think back into the recesses of your mind and think about what was in that folio about devils and what'd you come up with? I got a 12. It's pretty vague. You can start to make a connection that these creatures are are taking more damage from the stories that were told. It's very difficult to make a devil bleed. Mm. Um... Although in previous episodes you haven't really had much of an issue with that, am I right, guys? <laughs> uh, Sounds like a country song. Fifty ways so, to make a devil bleed. Uh, yeah, so you feel like there is something off with this uh, creature All right, that now lays uh, lays on its back at your feet. Ooh, okay. As I said, it fell from the ceiling. <laughs> so I'm sitting there scratching my head going, yeah, exactly. hmm, what well, did I read about these oh, things? Oh, this looks really interesting. I'd jump on it. Awesome. Uh, roll and... Animal handling. Uh, roll a strength <laughs> check. Uh, I guess essentially you're trying to grapple it, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so that is a 14. Yeah, well, I rolled a 3 on my die. Uh, so you jump onto the chest of this creature. And I say, what the? What in the nine hells are you? And I, yeah, just grapple with it. I won't be able to do anything else in my turn. Awesome. It is now the creature's turn. Uh, and it now that you're in close proximity to it, its face doesn't move. Uh, its face doesn't move at all. Its eyes, you can tell that it is wearing this fiendish-looking mask. Its eyes peer out and directly at you, and it <laughs> turns into smoke underneath you and teleports away. Ah! I love these guys. They did not! <laughs> um, uh, great. Uh, so then, also, Brackeye, you feel um, the whiz of another blade pass just by your head and then slam into the ground beside you. Uh, as well as... Oh, that's a good one. Not for you, though, uh, Alan. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits me. <laughs> Probably I had my brooch. <laughs> and weren't naked. Probably <laughs> 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 I had clothes on. <laughs> um, in your chest, you see a small blade sink into your peck. And it causes you five piercing damage. Oh. Blood starts to seep around the blade that's now embedded in your chest. Uh, it is your turn, Alan. Uh, okay, so Alan casts around to see if I can perceive any devils. Uh, Twelve. After seeing the puff of smoke that was the creature that Snatch was grappling with, you then, out of the corner of your eye, you see another puff of smoke up high in the ceiling once more. Uh, I'll turn and... uh Freeze in the name of Helm, devil! And cast uh, Ray of Frost up at the figure. Hey, I'm Ray Romano. How you doing? <laughs> Is it cold in here? Ray of Frost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was... <laughs> It was a long one. I didn't know where I was going, and then it was, ah, Ray of Frost. 23 to hit. That hits. 
It's just a bunch of Ray Romanos coming out of his hand. Hey, yeah, you know where I'm right. Hey, uh... So, 10 points of damage. Awesome. Uh, uh, so, you see this puff of smoke out from behind one of the, the columns up high, um, and you can just make out the, the face of this creature, and you point your hand to it, and a whole bunch of Ray Romanos fly from your hand. <laughs> All being like, oh, jeez, is it really cold in here? Or what, guys? I'm like, oh, oh mom. Uh, and, uh, Deborah? <laughs> uh, it's it Deborah? Uh, yeah. Deborah, yeah. Um, and the... the no, <laughs> it's not a bunch of Ray Romanos. Uh, but the frost, uh, the Ray of Frost spell uh, strikes into the face of this... Uh, creature and it is now frozen and it loses purchase it's up high and it loses purchase on its um grip and starts to fall to the ground it loses 10 feet of its movement as well because it's cold yeah don't worry it's losing a lot of movement (laughs) oh it's dead okay (laughs) oh it's not it's not it's not dead it's not dead but it's falling now Dead, but it's falling now from the column up top. Uh, Arikis, it is your turn. I get out from my satchel a bit of glass and strum it across the loot. And underneath the falling creature, I say, You're going to have a very, very painful fall, you creature, you. And then shoot out a bloody piece of glass and it shatters underneath it. And uh, hopefully it falls through. With that kind of a zinger? Yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my finest one yet. <laughs> uh, great. You look towards the, the space where this creature is now falling. You sh- break the piece of glass, um, strumming the cords of your loot, and it shatters in your hand. And the vibration of the cords shoot these uh, shards of glass out and as the creature falls the blades of glass intersect with it and shred it in pieces one cuts straight through its frozen arm and it detaches another one cuts through its leg and you just dice up this frozen pieces of creature Oh, I combined Nice Power move Combo Combo breaker Awesome. Uh, Thandor, at this moment, bucks Casper off his back and goes, Oh, fuck this, man. Um, And casts light at the front of the room above the two enormous statues of the two women. And it now casts light in an opposite direction to where Alans is, limiting the amount of shadows. So there is only really beside each column, there is just a small triangle of shadow Mm. and you can still see that there is one more creature in the room uh, with you Brackeye it is your turn having swung his sword only to have the beast he was attempting to attack disappear Brackeye grits his teeth and looks back across the other side of the room he sees the figure standing between him and the column that was hiding in the shadows 
His foot goes out behind him. He, his eyes burn and smolder with rage as he takes off in a sprint. And then he dives and attempts to spear tackle this figure right directly into the column. Awesome. Uh, roll a strength check for me. And he's raging. So that's advantage, right? That's an advantage on that. That is... 14. Rolled a 21. Oh, damn. Uh, So as you start to rush up towards the creature, you go to spear tackle it with arms outstretched, and it gets both of its hands and kind of in like a sort of like praying motion slips in between both your arms and then whips them out wide and breaks whatever kind of grip that you were trying to have and then uh, forms back and then presses into your chest holding you in place snarls in your face can I make another attack to attempt to break the hold Um, I guess you've got another attack so yeah yeah yep roll In his rage, Brackeye twists and turns and, and tenses and tries to throw this creature's hold off. Strength again, that's 15. Uh, so I rolled a, I got a total of 12 on that one. Uh, so its hands pressed into your chest and you grab onto its wrists and pull it down, lifting a knee at the same time and knee it straight under the chin. Could you please roll a d4 plus your strength? That is a four total. No, sorry, five total. Cool. Yeah, so you bring it down and lift a knee at the same time, crunching underneath its chin and its frozen face lifts off and clatters to the ground, revealing a hobgoblin with scarred features, um, deep, dark-set eyes that pierce with this yellow glow in the centre of them, um, and it snarls in your face. You fool! Uh, awesome. Uh, snatch a Rooney, it's your go, man. Okay, using cunning action, Snatch dashes around back of the pillars and then taking out his magical dagger from the sheath leaps up on the back of this thing that's just become unmasked and goes prepare to meet your maker hobgoblin and as i leap up onto his back i stab him right in the eye Ooh, the mighty one <laughs> um great roll to attack i try to anyway uh so that would be with advantage because you have another person that is um, what is it? Fucking flanking, flanking or, it, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So that's um, I rolled a one and a sixteen, and the one that's I'm lucky. lucky. Is it going to happen again? Nah, uh, disappointing. Yeah. You're not getting fired <laughs> from a catapult. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So the sixteen wasn't a million to one. Yeah. Uh, the sixteen plus eight is twenty four to hit. That hits. So uh, that would be sneak attack as well. So roll yep. sneak attack damage. So it's three d six sneak attack and a d four for the damage, and you double all of that, right? So eight, eleven, oh, plus thirteen, sixteen, twenty-seven, plus my strength five, thirty-two points of damage. Shit, we're gonna start cleaning your brack eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wowza. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's in the eye, right? So Yeah. That would hurt. It hurts a lot. The Say hello to the mighty one for me. You are... Uh, Cop-gobbo. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's 
this creature's still reeling back after being kneed in the chin. Um, and as it starts to lean back from the force of it, you quickly see your opportunity. And in that moment, you just sprint rounding the corner, sliding along the ground, and then you find purchase in some of the stone and you kick off, launching onto the back of this creature. And as you slam into its back, your arm whips around and stabs it directly in the eye. And it roars in pain. Uh, it's, it's, it's rough. It's, <laughs> it's super rough. It is, uh, clawing around um, and it uh, doesn't know where where it is it's uh, lost um. this is kind of like riding you last episode Arikis <laughs> hey <laughs> give it a knee knee as the blood drips down your elbow (laughs) the creature reaches back and grabs onto the back of your um, like onto the collar of your shirt could you please roll a strength check for me sure that is 18 I got an 8 so it's starts trying to reach back and it can't uh, get a good grasp onto you and it gives up on that for the moment and looks at you Brackeye as the first instigator and it reaches forward and tries to punch you in the face uh, rolling a 16 to hit that'll hit alright and I'm gonna that's a 1 and a 13 to hit that will miss. Okay, so it it gets the first punch in in its wild um, state, spinning around, and it it pretty much only by chance actually connects with you. Well, it's depth perception's not great. No, not at all. Not um, anymore. Ariki's knows all about that. Yeah. Uh, and it tries to um, elbow and claw at your face, but it's out of control and is unable to to do any damage to you. Uh, it is now Alan's turn. That's a hobgoblin. Did, did you notice? It's a hobgoblin. It's not a devil. I'll fire a firebolt uh, straight at the hobgoblin in <laughs> thank, the centre of... Thank, thank you for acknowledging it as well. Thanks. Snatch and... The snatch back eye sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 22 to hit. That hits. Uh, 25. And... Still hits. Still hits. Two points of damage. Darrell, <laughs> <laughs> oh, two it. ones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, uh, the ray of fire blasts into it and the robes of it catch fire. It doesn't actually do that much damage to it, but it does enough that it actually catches the cloak on fire. I know how that feels. Ariki's. <laughs> uh, Ariki's suddenly feeling... The, the pain of the fact that Emily is... Amelia. Amelia is not there. <laughs> so much pain. <laughs> so much pain. Double so the pain. pain. Strums a chord and her eyes lock in on... Well, her eye. Her eye locks in on the hobgoblin's eye. eye. And um, her fingers feel a sharpness to them. And she says... You've chosen the wrong group of five to mess with, you hobgoblin of yore. You're going to find that we make you feel 
worse for wear and have a stupid face. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Um, and yes, vicious mockery. And I cast vicious mockery. <laughs> awesome. Uh, roll damage. Oh, no, it's a constitution save, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. Doesn't yeah. matter. I rolled a five on the die, so <laughs> I failed. Yeah. I'll roll damage for it. And I cast that at third level. Third level? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, I, it's and it's, it's probably not necessary. This creature <laughs> is on its death throes. Okay. It is on fire, <laughs> missing an eye. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Snatch is still gripping onto its back. Uh, Brackeye's got it as well. That's that's a two. Uh, it's increased by one d4 when you reach fifth level. Oh, roll another d4. Yes. That's not that's cocked. The fuck is that? That's cocked. How do you cock a d4? d4. <laughs> that's a one. So three. Three points of the, damage. The creature hears your words echo within its head and it turns on itself and starts clawing out its other eye. Um, hey, and, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and its mind goes... Uh, it has an aneurysm. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed at that. Um, uh, and it looks in your direction uh, well it can't it just clawed out its eyeballs it just falls to the ground dead (laughs) you uh, with the creature dead you start to look around trying to see if there is another enemy nearby but you can't see anything but you do notice that in the large statue at the front of the room down the very bottom is a mirror and in the mirror you see these five points of light and that's where we'll end the game that was episode number 42 thanks for joining us on dpr we will be back with another episode of dice paper roll next week Hey everyone, it would really mean the world to us if you could please review our show. The more reviews that we can get, it it helps us so much. It puts us up way higher in the podcast lists, uh, particularly for D&D. And we've got a good product. We think it's a good product and hopefully you think it's good as well. So review it and get us out there and get your friends on it, get your family on it, get random strangers on it, get your dog on it, get your cat on it, get your mouse and your ferret. Um, and your ants and and whatever fucking pet you've Wombat. got. Wombats. Yeah, I know. you, Jerry. You, yeah. And kiwis. They're not just Jerry. a fruit or people. They're also a bird. Review it. Get birds onto it. Yep.
roars in pain. Uh, it's 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 rough. It's <laughs> it's super rough. It is uh, clawing around, um, and it uh, doesn't know where where it is. It's uh, lost. Um, this is kind of like riding you last episode, Arikis. Hey, <laughs> give it a knee. Nay! <laughs> 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 As the blood drips down your elbow. <laughs>